It is a peak of the week Wednesday. Jack Michaels show in studio here. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen. That last cut you heard there was Troy Aikman uh, on an interview platform talking about Tom Brady. And and uh, for Tom Brady, part of the ownership group and not <laughs> Troy saying not ruling out anything could happen. You might you could see Tom back in action if if Jimmy G does a workout. So just uh, the never ending saga. Of Tom Brady, so that's uh, that was that uh, little cut there. But boys, good to yeah, you, you wouldn't be wouldn't, nothing surprised me anymore that uh, these guys. It's tough to take the uniform. What if Kirk Cousins gets hurt? Tom, Tom Brady is relatives in Minnesota. Maybe he'd be part of it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Browerville, right tied a tied a Todd County there. Yes, we could we could offer him giant bear claws in Clearwater, Annandale, or wherever <laughs> we can get him in. Huh. The, uh, it is uh, a Wednesday edition. Uh, the show today, with all with the, the summer, we've got section tournaments going on in Minnesota from baseball and softball. We've got state tournaments happening in North Dakota. So uh, out of the gate around 20 today, just to get a little insight into the uh, one of the baseball tournaments, Brett Peterson, head coach of West Fargo, will be joining us today. Jeff Kolpak, which I'm now going to call our uh, a Wednesday mailbag with Jeff Kolpak, will join us today because Grant Nelson – has withdrawn his uh, his uh, you know AA yeah. and all that. So I don't think you know, Shaggy got in the combine. You know when you when you're invited to that, they're not just inviting every you know Tom, Dick, and Harry to come for an NBA tryout and combine and draft things like that. So good for Grant, but he's returning to college, North Dakota State. Mm, no suitors are going to be many for Grant uh, Grant Nelson, but great exposure. So Jeff, we'll talk a little bit about that and, and other things going on, and then Jeff. You know, reporting today that there's a couple of uh, wrestlers North Dakota State entering the the portal. Yeah, a couple of good ones. Too. Really good All ones. Americans, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, not just that's, just not just a couple of wrestlers, right, Darren? Yeah, that's of, a tough one. I I'm a little surprised by Frantic. I think it is though when with this extra COVID year for certainly with someone like Frantic, he's done what he could. I think at NDSU, and I'm sure mm-hmm. if you. Do you fault a guy kind of like is this a Jabril Cox situation almost where you maybe that's a very I think that's a very good example. Well, I I didn't fault Jabril that much for wanting to get think, a I shot. I don't think a lot of people right. Did. I think the majority. I mean, there's their diehards who you know feel like you should always just go where you stay. But I think especially at that time it was a graduate transfer, right? The, the rules were still a bit right. different. There yeah. wasn't transfer portal, so that one really made. I, I say, who's gonna? Of course, you got. Gypped out of not being able to play in front of a hundred thousand people because it was the COVID because of the year. year that it was, yeah. But but I do th- understand that a little bit, and I think it'll be interesting to watch where Jared goes because I think with a hometown hero like that, does he go to the University of Minnesota? Does he go to does somewhere? He does he go to Big Ten somewhere? Yeah. I mean, you want to wrestle in Big Ten, which is the toughest competition, yeah. the toughest conference, and it's not. The second isn't even close. And not to say these athletes, uh, student athletes, are are driven by NIL deals, but let's face it, even even wrestling, which doesn't, you know, wrestling is fantastic, yep. but it's not like uh, you know some of these NIL deals that you're seeing. But obviously, that money is there too for wrestlers, and and uh, you just yeah, wonder. So we'll uh, we'll chat with it with Jeff on 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 that, uh, and then it's a, it's a busy day. Twins lost yesterday, Brad. Eh, I, I, I'm gonna maybe I'll blame myself. Because uh, you jinx the heck yeah, out of that one, huh? Dick came in on Dick's Tuesday piece, and we were chatting all this, and I thought, you know, I just got into this. Uh, you know, he's got he had seven wins. You know, as Dick and I was chatting, we had a third of the season. He's on pace for 20, 21 wins. And I, oh, let's bring up the old twenty game win deal. <laughs> and Joe, it wasn't like he was terrible; it just wasn't sharp. He just didn't have his stuff yesterday, yeah. so it happens. It's not as bad as I was home watching as a kid. Now, granted, <laughs> I was a kid, and I'm watching. Now, the Billy Sims used to run all over the Vikings. 
Yes. And I remember Great saying, neighbor. oh, I wish they had heard them. And, oh, they, and they did. <laughs> the old Metrodome turf. Yeah. Uh, and he ended, never he ended tried his a USFL career. run again, but that was it. I'll never forget that. Was, as a kid, that affected me because I, I was like in third grade. I'm like, ooh. You were like Drew Barrymore in Firestarter. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I didn't mean it. I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't, heard him at that game, maybe. Yeah. I didn't realize it. And career-ending injury because the ACL surgeries were not what they were in, in no, no, 1983. No, not that. Wasn't that from Tina Renee, my former partner, dear, lovely Tina, bought me a couple movies in my lifetime, The Jerk, and then I think The Man with Two Brains. Wasn't that the story on that? He was looking for a Miss Melma Hay. You didn't see The Man with Two Brains? Not since I was like in sixth grade. Yeah, but it's been a long time. He was wishing because he had a brain, but he needed a body. And a woman drove by and oh. said, oh, that's kind of a pretty lady. She was driving by. He goes, man, I wish she were. And boom, she gets hit by a bus. He's like, yes. And he puts a break. Odd movie. Don't rent it, kids. <laughs> well, it's, uh, Brad, it's, tell it's, Rachel it's there's not one of those ones that pop we'll up on. That right. on uh, it's an obscure reference. Yeah. Um, it's not one of the Steve Martin movies that shows up on, like, uh, Turner Classic well, movie. You know, like, uh, it is It is kind of an AMC or something right. over and over again. There like, are some uh, obscure Steve Martins that are like the Man with Two Brains one. And then Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. It's yeah. another that one. That actually is a pretty good movie. Very yeah, underrated. It's a long Very time since I've seen it, yes. Uh, guys, uh, what does this mean to you, if anything? Diamond Sports Group has decided not to pay the San Diego Padres their latest rights fee. Now, I guess, you know, we brought this up. Uh, D, you certainly have been like locking into this, Brad. We've kind of had a roundtable on this, the whole thing. But is this something that is foreshadowing of, of what could happen? So Diamond Sports Group has decided not to pay the Padres their latest rights fee. Uh, this is going to revert the broadcast rights to Major League Baseball, and will it establish a president, Derek, of of the rest of this fallout? Meaning, and and here's the 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 skinny on this: MLB is now going to provide the Padres games through its app for free through Sunday. Beautiful. After that, in market fans can continue to get those games for nineteen ninety nine a month. And that's, that's steep. And that's uh, that's the latest on the Padres deal and then Diamond Sports. Group I just there. I think Major League Baseball needs to wake up and realize that they can take advantage of the NFL extending themselves a little bit too much in the streaming stuff and try to do what the Suns try to do, mm-hmm. and that's get over the air as much as possible, make it as easy as access to they can to the consumers, and then. You know, go sell advertising the old traditional way, much like we do. That's it. The uh, this process, so Padres games will no longer be subject to blackouts. Local fans can also watch games through uh, AT and T, UVerse, Directv, Cox, and Spectrum on a different channel. Fubo is that how you say that? Yeah, Fubo TV. It's a streaming service. It's like totally based on sports. They will continue their Padres games on their platform. Um, but that's that's a related to that. My question is: Is this um, uh, like the broadcasters are employed by the Padres? So that's not going to change. You know, things that we look at at Bally in our neck of the woods. You know, what what's the because we've asked that question. Oh, the announcers say the same. We'll do this. How are we going to get the game? Who's it? if the MLB takes it over? What platform? So this might be a, a sign of possibly things to come. Well, I think the twin situation is even more unique because we're counting what four months left that they have to deal with them, right? Because I think the contract is up after this year. That anyway. is correct. Yes. So the question I still haven't gotten the answer to is that is where the Timberwolves and Wild at? Is that a year to year thing or the other two? Yeah, that's... because that's. I think those three teams together could be really gravy if they can get this done. But then I go back to, and if you've had a 
grandparent or a person in a nursing home or assisted living, how does this work for them? And I know they're not probably the biggest audience that you want, but this is their life. And so, I mean, that, those three hours every day is a very important time of their day, and I just want to make sure that they can get access to it too. Well, uh, this could open the door in a good way for Major League Baseball because if, if you start getting rid of that blackout rule, which is archaic and needs to be modernized. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, so I think hopefully in Major League Baseball, which has not always been proactive on some of uh, some of these things, appears to say, you know what? We're 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 ready. We're prepared to take this over. So it seems like they had, they had wind of this. They maybe had a plan in the plan in a desk drawer somewhere sure. that maybe you know. Like I said, this this could be a good thing in the long run. Right now, it's going to hurt in some spots for some uh, franchises. The Padres won, Cleveland, the Twins, but hopefully in the long run, this will lead to uh, this will lead to something uh, more fan friendly. How many not available in your areas have you come across in the? Well, I've known the game for a while, so I haven't. The only time I got caught up in it one time was we were watching it back in the old Fox Sports Net North app in 19 when we were driving out to Wisconsin, and then it shut it off. And boom. Once we got to my location. And I think that's stupid, too. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if, if you're buying, right. and they were still on Dish Network at the time, I'm saying, well, if you're buying the service, why am I, I not should getting be, into here? Why what? should I get switched to a Brewers game when I'm buying this service and I should be able to watch it in my vacation in Florida so if I want I to? I could have my service in Fargo. I should be able to have it in Tallahassee. Br- Brad said it 100%. Archaic. Because it Very makes archaic. no sense whatsoever. It's, I mean, why? I've never seen an industry make it as hard as it can for their consumers to get their product. Well, MLB, I mean, this, just this, uh, this and, story. And, and the ahead. average fan, well, I would say that for the hardcore fan, they'll look around, they know where to find the game. But for the average fan, if they can't, if they can't find it, if it's not you're gonna, in right, front you're of mind. you that fan? Out of sight, out of mind. They aren't. Like, nope. I'm going to go do something else. Story well, especially, reads, yeah, especially with a Gen Z generation that's TikTok yeah, and yep. nope, nope, Don, boop, yep. like that dog and what was it, squirrel? Yeah, you know, we're just gone to another thing. MLB has continually stated its desire for Diamond to abide by its contracts with teams. Uh, as the story reads, in the long term, the league wants to fit all broadcasting rights under a national umbrella. League execs have been adamant that uh, doing so is the best way to eventually pivot from the traditional cable model, eliminate blackouts that have significantly hindered the sport's reach, and ultimately maximize revenues. So that was uh, part of that uh, deal. Was so, but that that's uh, that came out with Diamond Sports uh, we're not paying the Padres. Now MLB takes it over, and uh, you look at platforms available on that. So that that's uh, kind of the update on at least one of the. I don't know if "domino" is the right word. Word if if this. But as you said, this maybe could be a good thing if that domino falls. We'll see what happens on that. Twins lose. Red Hawks lost yesterday. Uh, back home finally. But uh, got themselves in a little pitcher's duel and couldn't put up the runs against yeah. a lefty, and that happens. And uh, and uh, things like that you know, certainly are going to happen. they got a bounce back uh, coming up tonight at Newman Outdoor Field. Uh, you guys anxious for the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals or – now that it's 89 degrees on a regular basis, feeling good, have you been NBA'd out? Uh, does Miami and Denver attract you? Does Florida and Las Vegas attract you in the NHL? Or how are we doing on the national scene here? Uh, I, I'm not – I don't really care who wins the the hockey. I guess I'm kind of pulling for Pan, the Panthers because it just seems weird yeah. that a team three years in existence right. would win no. the 
Stanley Cup. It's One of little, them is winning their first Stanley Cup. Yeah, right. But exactly. Florida's been around for twenty some years now. I mean, I, I you know, it's like close to thirty. Yeah, you're right. Now. It's yeah. close to thirty. So I, I guess I can stomach that a little bit. But uh, boy, three years in, and the only reason you get all these players is because teams are trying to, you know, cut salary. Sure. It, it's it seems a little ugh, gross to me. But and as someone who's living in the state of hockey, that still has yet to hold up a Stanley <laughs> Cup championship between the two franchises. I'm intrigued by this NBA Finals, though. I am, too. And not that I'm going to be watching it from start to finish all 48 minutes of every game. But. But there's a, you got a market that's never won one, and then you have a guy who's trying to cement the legacy for being. And what will Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Is, I mean, this is his shot. Oh, absolutely. This I mean, kind of become his team. Yeah, and, and he is, he's something. I mean. And he can disappear for a while, but well, he has everything on him, and, so you you can't fault him. Either. To that point, it's a good point. The <laughs> Denver. I don't know if you guys growing up, but growing up in Western Nodak, it was kind of funny because we were as close to Denver sure. as we were to Minneapolis, so it wouldn't be not be uncommon to. I had friends that are die, that wore Orange Crush diehard Broncos fans. Um, Kiki Vanderway and Issels and, and Nuggets Alex fans. English. Alex, and oh, Alex Fat English, Lever. Fat and, Lever. And, yeah, and, and Nuggets fans on Doug, that. Was, Doug, was it Doug Moe was the coach? Doug, great call. <laughs> yes, had that kind of that plaid suit. With never wore a tie. Never wore a tie. And, <laughs> right. uh, uh, so the question being that, that Denver as a sports, as a pro sports um, city, you know, what is it? Is is it a city that is, it's it's not a woe is city. It's not woe is Denver. They haven't, you know, because the Rockies have had players and, and a mild degree of, of, of some. Well, the Avalanche are a year removed from yeah. the cup. Avalanche, Avalanche. So Denver's not that kind of city. But when it comes to the NBA, to your point, I I do find, you know, Joker's a good store and it just looks oh, like yeah. a guy you want on your team. He's fun. Um, Jamal Murray has, has played with an ear infection, not 100%, still dropping 35 a night, you know, and all that. So, I don't know. Denver Denver maybe is the team. Uh, I mean, Miami's Miami, and Jimmy's, Jimmy Buckets is a, is a story there. Spolster still looks like he's 19 years old, and he's been coaching for two decades and got the right. So, I don't know. I'm with you. Maybe I am a little bit. Uh, yeah, angry. I don't even know who I I don't know if I'm even really pulling for one or the other, to be honest with you. I just, I'm kind of. Just kind of curious how it goes. I'm, I'm anxious to watch the story. Is it mm-hmm. good when Denver pro sports teams win a uh, a, a, a well, championship? They've had enough in the last few years. I'm, you know, I mean, I guess if you took three the Avalanche, world footballs, you know, the Broncos have had three Super Bowls. Yes, uh, but it was L.A. esque. You know, everybody's rooting. Oh, and Peyton, John, yeah. and Peyton Manning. You know, yeah. the Rockies haven't won much. No, um, boy, that's been a kind of a sad state of affairs. Really, yeah, it's kind it. of a very whole hum franchise after you know. It's kind of the early run there at Coors Field when they you know, actually had a lot of guys that could hit and they just never had pitching. And right. really the last, they're just, you know, it's one thing to not be good, but just not to be real interesting as well. There's not a lot of household names on that team. Well, they might be Wrigley West, right, where it's just kind of a thing to do. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's a beautiful setting, all that. And right. Go and have a few cold ones and a you know the best ballpark food you can, and it's got to be an amazing place you're never, to watch a you're game. never going to win that division you know if you got the dodgers and the padres right. spending money like they are good and, point you know that, the, uh, that makes it hard the text club today will go off sports i guess on this because it's it's two people's birthdays i'd like to recognize today johnny paycheck who died in 2003 born donald eugene lytle 
How many of you knew that, by the no, way? No, I had no idea. And Donald, I didn't really life. think his you know God-given name was Paycheck. Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> then they came out with a song, Take This Job and yeah, I mean, it. That's, I ain't working here no more. No, I mean, <laughs> that seemed a little far-fetched. I figured that was probably a stage name. I didn't know what his actual name was. Do you think was. when he and David Allen Coe wrote that song, uh, David's thinking, wait a minute, I got an idea for a song. Off your fake last name. You know, it's Paycheck. And they even made a movie to it, oh, right? It's all good. Yeah. So it's, That's uh, when I first we were... We got to know Bigfoot. He's a, <laughs> that's right. So Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Paycheck, you know, that's it's like the country. He was part of the outlaws, you know, the, the Haggards and oh, really? Jennings. Yeah. And all, you know, that's, yep. that's that kind of Chris thing. Gustavison. But yep. it's Clint Eastwood's birthday today, and, and he's uh, 93. Is that right? Yeah. I think for the text club today, if you could only suggest one movie to a friend that has never seen a Clint Eastwood movie, and you could only suggest one what? Clint Eastwood movie to watch. That's not fair. Thank you very much. It's the unfair Wednesday question of oh the day. Oh, my Lord. And if you could only utilize one saying that Clint Eastwood has had in a movie, what saying would you have? For- right, Churn Clyde? <laughs> he has a good- <laughs> I mean, I mean, every t- which way, but that, that comedy and can. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me, that's kind of the ones I. I've, I've, his role as Philo Beto is some of my favorites, actually. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, you see, in the, you know, I was going into the good, bad, ugly, the outlaw Josie Wales, dirty hair. I think the most popular saying what was, was the one that Joe Kidd. I think is yeah. I, I, I actually kind of liked him more in some of those westerns before he became Dirty Harry. Yeah, uh, I mean, he I was mean, the uh, spaghetti yeah. western king. There's yeah, no doubt was, about it. I mean them, that, yeah. but. But for me, it's hard to separate them all. Joel, Joel Heikin made a great point today because I threw this question at him, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll get Brad on here in a second. But uh, Joel said, when I watched Million Dollar Baby, it just turned me wrong when I first saw it. Then I went back and watched it again and realized oh, it was a, really a powerful movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And that, right? I mean, it just it made you feel. made you feel. Yeah. But in that line, you know, he was training at, uh, Maggie Fitzgerald, the boxer, and then he has a line in there that says, okay, you did two, th- two things wrong. First, you asked a question, and second, you asked another question. <laughs> That's a great line in a movie. But if you only suggest one, Clint Eastwood, it's, a, it's an unfair text club today right. at 3527. Got a couple texts, uh, kind of back to the uh, topic of streaming. Uh, it says, the level of difficulty streaming is killing my, loyal, killing my loyalty to my teams. They make it hard to watch. Yep. And then uh, another one says, absolutely right. I grew up in Oberon, North Dakota. Uh Southwest of Devil's Lake. He says, on the right night, we could tune in Nuggets games on AM radio. I suppose that would be yeah, the, yeah. KOA. the KOA. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that, that that's a factor with blow a lot torch. of teams. Yeah. yeah. Just a blowtorch. No, it's it's interesting. I, I think for you know a lot of people, they will be intrigued by that. And there was, like you said, I mean, it's a current thing where Denver was caught up for all these years and then are finally the top dog this year. You Going all the way back to the Bird Magic era – Hard to get out of the Western Conference. We got the Rockets and oh. Lakers, right? <laughs> they they kind of ran the show there for throughout the eighties and nineties. Yeah. So you know, and the Sonics had a little bit of a splash, and you know, Stockton Malone. So it's hard to get out of it's the Western Conference. That's, just that's been that's the story point. of our life, pretty much. Uh, watching the NBA is it's it's hard a, to get out of the West it's Conference. A great point. Uh, we'll come back. Brett Peterson, head coach of West Fargo State tournament, getting underway in baseball tomorrow. That and a lot of other things. And I've got a great text from my man Paul in here today. I got to share with you too. Uh, so that. I, I don't know where the Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I don't know. That is an unfair question. I'm glad I asked it. Texting in three five two seven zero. We're back with Coach Peterson next on seven forty. The fan.
I was talking earlier about is is Denver is, is like a, a woe is situation over there, and my my colleague and partner Paul Ralston reminded me of think of the Stan Kroenke Sports Group that's going on. They they won a Super Bowl with the Rams, the Stanley Cup with the Avs, got a chance with the Nuggets. They just missed an English Premier League title with the Arsenal, and by the way. Of course, uh, Stan's wife, Ann Walton Cronkey, that's what some of those names are in. You know, she's the uh, daughter of uh, James Bud Walton, so the Cronkies and the Waltons married. Uh, I think Paul's point is, I wouldn't feel too sorry for uh, for some of those teams out right. there. Uh, exactly right. Good text today at uh, 35270. Uh, state baseball, you know, we got state baseball, state softball, state baseball, state softball. If you're in the uh, city of Minot, North Dakota, and big shout out to our friends tuning in, and then we have a lot of listeners out in western North Dakota, that's where... The B is happening. Yes, uh, from uh, girls the, soccer is also uh, girls soccer. It's over at Davies, yes. Look at this going on. Uh, baseball right here in our, our backyard in uh, West Fargo at Young Field is where the A tournament going on, Corbett having the B. And, and uh, this could be quite the uh, the A baseball tournament, Brad. When you look at some of the matchups, what Wabadon did in the in the regional yes. sets up an intriguing game with Legacy. Century obviously going to bring it. Cheyenne has, has had a strong program. Mandan. And then Mandan's the one seed for the West. They've got North, who's, who's always a, a fighting team. And then maybe that night camp in the quarterfinal round, West Fargo and Jamestown might be as good as any, any matchup out of the gate, right? Brad, and I think you're doing a couple of these games yes, for the, the uh, stream on the NFHS. Um, so, yeah, I will be there the final two tomorrow, and then they'll have the semis and third place and final on Saturday. We are joined by the head coach of West Fargo, Brett Peterson. Thanks, uh, Brett, for, for making some time on short notice, being on the on the show today. And, and Brett, as we just said right there, I know you're only concerned probably about your, your quarterfinal round opponent, but uh, just from an overview, Brett, uh, this has the makings of a pretty good state baseball tournament, right? Yeah, it really does. You know, when you look at the bracket and all those matchups that you just mentioned, it would be tough to to make a prediction for any of those games. I think you can make an argument for for a team to win in every single one of those games. So it should be a very wide open and competitive tournament. It's baseball, and if we went back to the, the just the East region, and even though you had you had squared off and 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 had a, a decent win against Wapiton in, in mid May, uh, they turned around and, and flipped a little bit of that in the regional uh so uh i guess let's first just look at the east and talk a little bit about uh west fargo baseball bread and and, and kind of what you bring to the table what has pleased you this year with your club and and what's going to give you a chance to make a run here yeah you know we've we've really been pretty consistent in every phase of the game i think that's i think that's been the big thing we've been talking about the guys just consistency you know it starts on the mound always and and really especially as you get into tournament time it starts with with the pitchers and I think that any team would tell you that and you know we've been anchored at the top of our rotation by Caleb Anderson you know who will throw tomorrow night and then Brady Medina kind of been our one two and then we've kind of had a a committee of guys kind of fill out those last that last spot either starting in the bullpen so it starts there for sure and you know we've been largely swinging the bats really well all year too but you know the hitting can come and go uh, quickly in any level of baseball. So you know, if, the, if the pitching and, and defense are consistent, which we feel like we have been all year, that's what we're going to be looking to this this weekend uh, to get through. Frightening thing what the coach just mentioned about those two players. They both have another year. Those are underclassmen, uh, I believe. So that that's good to see. Uh, is Wapiton a, a big story in this? Or do you look at Wapiton and say, hey, wait a minute, this, this is a good ball club. It's no shock that they were able to, to, to walk out and be the one seed from the East. No, I think that it's no shock. Uh, honestly, my, my son played baseball growing up, and we started playing against this Wapton group of seniors at age 10, and, and they were good back then. You know, So I've kind of seen these kids grow 
from age 10 into this year. So, and, and they were always, you know, a consistent team, 10 travel ball, 11 travel ball. So no, I don't think, I think anyone that's, that's seen them play played against them. I don't think this would be a, a surprise. I think they're a team that that's built to make a run this weekend. That's a very good point. I think a campus and the flea flit. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of them for Legion ball. And, you know, they've had a lot of success growing up as well. And, you know, Legion Ball and high school ball are a couple of different animals, but, you know, with all the success that West Fargo's had just in summer ball, and, you know, that's that's when they all come together, When uh, and then now you're kind of separate with uh, with West Fargo High and Cheyenne, too, that, uh, it, you know, it's... It, it's got it's competitive, but it's 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 but it's a competitive in a fun way to see both the Mustangs and the Packers and really have a, a, a good shot to make a run here this weekend. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun. You know, like you said, with with, with Cheyenne, when, or, which is with baseball, with the dynamic of high school and Legion. You know, those guys play together and they're teammates. They'll be no matter what happens this weekend, they'll be teammates on Monday, and I think they start playing games. You know, early next week, so that's kind of a cool way. Um, you know, to look at it, I think that uh, when we're not squaring off against each other. I think they're, they're they're legitimately kind of pulling for each other. Those guys, there's a lot of respect and and that they amongst those guys they've they've played together for many years in summer ball and kind of get split up by, you know, depending on where you live from a high school standpoint, but every summer coming together, I think there's a there's a bond between those guys that, you know, when 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 we're not playing, we're rooting for them and then, you know, you get that rivalry going when when you're squared off on the field together. It's always kind of been that way since we split with them. West Fargo coach Brett Peterson joining us today on the Jack Michaels Show. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen in studio today. They've got Jamestown. That's a 7 p.m. Uh, quarterfinal uh, uh, start time or somewhere in that neighborhood at Youngfield and West Fargo. I've noticed this too, Brett, that uh, and, and sometimes in, in other sports in, in, in sanctioned high school, you might have a, a little crossover tournament in volleyball and maybe even basketball. You play in a holiday tournament during the season. Baseball's th- this this isn't the way. You haven't, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think you've faced you know, Jamestown this year or Mandan or anything like that, right? I mean, that's correct. Yeah, we, we didn't play a single game with the West. You know, usually on the schedule, we try to make a trip out there and play somebody Friday night, somebody Saturday night, and then they return the favor. And and we didn't have them on the schedule this year. We tried to, to, to pick up some games as we were losing games to the weather, but the one weekend we could get out there, they canceled everything because, you know, it was, temperatures were still in the 40s. So, yeah, we don't – we have not played – Jamestown and you know so we 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 don't know a lot that you know they made a pretty nice run last summer in the in the Legion State tournament that was held out at Young so I got a chance to see them play a few times and you know they're 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 consistent there that's a good team they're a very uh there's a lot of seniors on that team there's a lot of experience on that team so it's it's going to be a good challenge for us tomorrow night it would have been the follow-up you know how did anybody get a good season in (laughs) with the weather (laughs) that that in itself is, is kind of a miracle isn't it well, it really is. You know, you look at how we we were still shoveling snow off our field in mid-April, and you start hearing, you know, rumors of the, you know the, the the schedule possibly getting shortened. What are we going to do if we don't get all the conference games in? And then you know May rolled around, and we 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 just consistent. We didn't lose a game to weather. You know, those three weeks that we were going, so we played a lot of baseball, but we still ended up. I think we're sitting at twenty-four games that we played total, including the. EDC tournament, maybe even a couple more. So um, it, we ended up getting a lot more in than we were thinking, you know, around the 1st of April when we were still getting blizzards and there was all the snow that hadn't melted yet. It is. Uh, it's it's happening. The quarterfinal rounds, and, and as we mentioned, we've got a lot of this. It's a great part of the year. We just finished up a state track meet in North Dakota. I know Minnesota's got sectional games going on, various sports. You mentioned soccer, Brad, and, and softball and baseball going on. 
I uh, I wonder when it comes to a state high school baseball tournament, Brett. Uh, do you, is there a little bit of luck that has to be involved? Do you manage or, excuse me, coach uh, uh, differently with more of a sense of urgency uh, regarding, you know, if, if a pitcher has a little rockier inning? Take us through that uh, from a state high school baseball tournament uh, way to manage or coach. Yeah, you know, I think the, the state high school tournament is different than, you know, other state tournaments in Legion and travel growing up, whereas it's not double elimination. You know, once you – once you drop one game, you, you, you don't have an opportunity to win the title. So I think it's got that feel. I think it's got that feel kind of like when you're watching postseason MLB in October, that every pitch is kind of significant, you know, and, and you might see teams playing some small ball early on to try to get that first or second run on the board because a lot of times on that Thursday, you're probably seeing six or seven of the eight teams are going to throw their, their ace. And you see a lot of low-scoring games where it could come down to just getting a sacrifice bunt over, or um, you know, just moving moving guys around the bases just to scrape away that first one or two runs. So I don't know that we'll we'll approach the game as any differently. I think you still have to, to coach to your team's strengths, and and um, I, I I think we've been kind of telling our guys it is yes, it's the state tournament, and we kind of said this last weekend too, where you know we're still playing baseball. It, it's not, it's no different. Once the once the first pitch is thrown, then it, then the first game back in April is. So I think that's an important mentality to have too. That you don't want to get too too thinking that it's 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 more significant than it really is. They right. still got to go out and just do what they've been doing. Uh, pitch count wise, you know it's what one thirty five for a tournament, and you get one twenty a day. And you you mentioned Caleb Anderson, uh, Brady Medina is another guy. Uh, that they kind of get each each get one game and say that's their start, and then maybe that third game you piece it together. Or how do you uh, how do you look at your rotation and your pitching staff for three days? You know, I, yeah, I think that that's likely how it goes. You know, there's always that chance that for whatever reason, you know, you can maybe get Caleb out of the game a little bit earlier, or Brady out of the game a little bit earlier. Um, but you know, likely we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lean on those two to to get us through those first two games. And, you know, we, we, we've got, we've definitely got guys that are capable, you know, game three, if, if neither one of those two are available of, of, of going out there and doing the job. So it's, it, we kind of, we feel pretty good about, about the, the, the guys that will go out there that they're going to pound the zone and, you know, give our defense a chance to make plays. It's funny that they bring us up. He was in Milwaukee last week and in Costa, we were having our pregame show and he was using his uh, young rookie pitcher and said, you know, our, our hope is here to get, you know, Jake will throw four. We've got a new reliever that we just signed. Uh, hopefully we get him four and then just finish the game out. And inevitably, as Chris even said, he goes, now that's the plan going in. And then, of course, <laughs> course the game happens and then then that plan gets you know it gets skewed doesn't it Brett? you've coached long enough to know that's the plan going in right oh no question i mean you have the the best case scenario in mind right and i've been doing this long enough to know that right. best case scenario rarely plays itself out you know you're there's going to be there's going to be that time in a tournament like this where there's some adversity and some things that maybe didn't go according to plan and that's that's kind of where you where you you know you mentioned a little bit of luck involved and you, there definitely is some of that too but i also think it's you know, how, how, how are we going to handle adversity when it happens? Because it inevitably will, you know, whether it's tomorrow, Friday, whenever, you know, something's going to come up that maybe we hadn't planned for or some of the guys hadn't planned for. And, and you know, it's, it's those adjustments on the fly that, uh, that that could be the difference. Great stuff with Brett. You know, we're pretty blessed to have some great coaches in our in our neck of the woods and those in our listening audience, Brett being one of them. And I, I think that, and this at Young Field, you know, we also, we're pretty rich in nice ballparks also, Brett, in this region, are we not? And that's a good place for a state tournament. It it is. It's it's. I think the atmosphere is just fantastic out there. You know, we had the Legion State tournament out there last summer, and and just the crowds that we had, and just the 
just the feel, you know, when the, when the state tournament has been in Fargo in past years, it's been out at Newman, which is, which is an awesome place to, to play baseball. But I think just from an, from atmosphere wise, you know, when you can fill a stadium, which I, I really think we're going to be full, you know, all weekend long, I think it just, it, it, it's, it's, it, like you said, it's just a great place to, great place to play great place to watch and i think it'll just be a great tournament all weekend long well, good luck to the to you guys certainly brad and the, and the teams just hopefully everybody stays healthy goes out there and has fun and the umpires too you know just to go out there and there's nothing better uh, the scene the weather looks like knock on wood uh, as far as if you like a little warm conditions let's go <laughs> let's play and, they, and you get to sit around and wait all day to then play that final game how about that yeah, I know. About part of me wishes we were that eleven thirty game. Just to, you know, you sit around all day, you maybe think too much, but uh, it'll be fun to watch all the teams play, and you know, we'll get our chance to play later later on at night. And like I said, it should be a really fun experience. Well, we certainly do appreciate uh, your words today, Brett. A little look inside that state tourney. Uh, best of luck uh, to you and your team throughout the tournament. Thanks for joining us today in the show, Brett. Thank you for having me. You bet. Brett Peterson, head coach of West Fargo uh, Baseball, joining us today on the Jack Michael Show. Tomorrow, that A field looks like this. Wapiton and Legacy will uh, square off around 11.30. Then the game two is Bismarck Century and West Fargo Cheyenne. Mandan, as I mentioned, is the one seed for the West. They'll take on Fargo North and then West Fargo and Jamestown, the nightcap on that one. So get out there if you're in the neck of neighborhood and, and take it a game. We come back. And Grant Nelson withdraws from the NBA draft. Now back to college. Where? Hmm? We'll see. Uh, Jeff Kolpak. We'll open up the Kolpak mailbag coming up uh, next on the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. We're going our way through a peak of the week hump day. Jack Michael Show, Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen, coming to you from our uh, OMG, Oh Mike Gunderson's studio. Make it easy to say I do with a custom-designed wedding ring. And check out those uh, big diamond sales that they have uh, throughout the course of the year. I know March had the big one. Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. I, I, I was thinking, you know, Jeff Kolpak has the uh, the golf show on the fan here, very, very popular golf show on Saturdays on that, and I thought, during the week, sometimes we need to bring Colpack in here and do a little mailbag with Jeff. And now is a good time because it was announced yesterday. If you go to 740thefan.com, you'd see where Grant Nelson, the pride of Devil's Lake in North Dakota State, had, uh, had, had withdrawn uh, his uh, NBA draft status. And he's going to back to college. And, and, and Jeff joins us today. Col- Jeff, I, I don't think it comes as a, a shock, maybe, that he has really good, that, that he went to the combines and all that. But, Jeff, probably not a, not a shock, right? Yeah, I don't think it's a shock to really a whole lot of people. I know it wasn't to me after watching him in, in the combine down there on a couple of the scrimmages. And I thought coming from a North Dakota state that you really got to stand out and 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 distance yourself, I think, from some of those guys. And it's really tough to do, isn't it? It's tough to get in a flow because you play five, six minutes and you, you sub in like it's a YMCA game right. because everybody's got to play. And so it's really tough, I think, to get into a flow, if you will. And um, I just don't know if he was able to do that. He knocked down a couple threes, but uh, just never had that windmill slam, I think, that I... That <laughs> game I, film yeah. stuff that, that, that he has. Uh, not unlike football when you go into combines, because NBA teams are looking to invest in the next player that's going to fit their slot, whether you're a, a power four or a... Uh, a five that can step out and separate, or a, a three. And, and Grant Nelson, the one thing he does have going for him, Jeff, and you've covered him now his entire career, even probably in, in high school as, as we have, 
is that there is a uniqueness to to Grant Nelson and 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 him. You know, what does he need to to perform at the NBA level? I'd imagine you know you can do all the cone drills in the world and everything, and look at his size, his structure, what he can do. Maybe a, an advantage that he has in the NBA, but maybe another year at college, wherever that might be, is enough to go back in and and even strengthen. Uh, your attributes into the next year. Well, correct. And that said, I think just being there was was a, such a huge deal. Just being invited to what is it, the top fifty players yeah, to be at the combine impressive. that are draft eligible. That's that just separates you right there and puts you in a category now that the the Kentuckys, Kansas, Arkansas. I mean, I think they're all there, right? And I mean, most of the biggies are saying, okay, he's in the portal. We have this NIL money, which you know Gonzaga or whatever, which right. who knows three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Hey Grant, come and play with us for one year. We'll get you in a system that will be NBA ready, and go back at it another year. So I just just being there, you know, for a North Dakota kid from Devil's Lake is almost mind boggling, and the way he developed it, his career at NDSU that you know he came there just a skinny kid, and, and let's be honest, when, when when he came as a true freshman, you're like. Yeah, maybe I'll right make it a couple, two, three, four is, years. Is he like a Trayvon Wright type, yeah. We, we, you know, we, a, you know, we, a we like type, like the Dickinson kid a while back. Was it Meininger? Yeah, you know, he yeah, came as Reed a seven Meininger, footer, Meininger. but just never developed. You know, and so was he going to be more in that mold, or would he somehow, you know, make make these big strides, which he did? Did colleges miss on looking back now? Did colleges miss on Grant Nelson? Oh, they had to have. Right, <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, I mean, I mean, they had to have. But to your point, coming out of high school, I'm sure they was looked at because you can't teach height, you know, and then maybe some of his skill set. But there, isn't there some perceived things going on there? Like, okay, you're Devil's Lake, right? I want you're six ten, you're skinny. Yeah, you know, it, just did they miss? No, I mean, why would Kansas be attracted to that? Did or, they miss or not hit? Maybe there's two ways to look at that, Jeff. Well, they, obviously, yeah, they didn't hit. And, and but here's a kid who just who made himself a, a much better player. Yeah. He's gotten a lot stronger. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a tr- uh, attribute. To, that's not easy. Yeah, to, that's to not easy. Thing. You know, kids like that of that nature when, when you're when you're tall and, and a little thin coming out of high school. I mean, it, it's it's we've seen it. It's hard for those guys to put on weight. These guys aren't offensive linemen here. No, they're basketball players. Right, right. You're not Cody Mauk going at six five and a half. What is he? Two fifteen or right. whatever coming out of Hankinson. Then he's right. next thing you know he's two ninety five. This is this Grant Nelson is not Cody Mauk. That's not the how they develop size in, in basketball because you still need to maintain that quickness and agility. And and he was able to do that. I uh, will we'll put it to bed here. You mentioned Gonzaga. I was I was reading. You know Mark Few, who is well aware of North Dakota State and Dexter Warner. By the way, mm-hmm. Mark Few. Uh, went out and he's now a stranger to the portal. He went he went uh, shopping. He got a big man from Wyoming. I was reading, and then uh, uh, the the Creighton star point guard and uh, Nemhard uh, uh, Ryan uh, Nemhard, I believe. And then he went over and grabbed another player from Eastern Washington. And as I said, uh, you know he's familiar with NDSU. I wonder if that is not a landing. When you look at Creighton, who who's tapped into the summit before, Jeff. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're looking at schools and the fits, how Grant Nelson would fit for them. Maybe, you know, we should look at Grant and what he feels the fit would be for him. All the name, image, likeness money has just changed things so much. I mean, look at the two NDSU wrestlers I did a story on today with uh, Jared Franick and and Michael Caliando. I mean, and I've got this from a few sources. I believe they're 
getting offered or wooed by yep. six-figure deals. And they're wrestling. I mean, this is wrestling programs don't make money. Maybe Iowa and a couple others, but by and large, wrestling programs do not make money. And these guys are getting. I mean, at the wrestling level, just think what the Grant Nelson level is in basketball. It's got to be maybe he's a half million, six hundred thousand dollars. Who knows? But here's a thing, and I think people don't understand this. The name, image, image, likeness. The original intent was you could do some advertising or promote some company and be compensated for it. Make a couple of bucks using your your yeah. You don't have to do anything. You just get paid now. There is no r- rule or stipulation that you have to do a commercial for this six hundred thousand dollars. It's blatant. <laughs> it's like, like, like well, I've been told it's ruthless. These guys, right. they don't care. There, there's no, there's no guilt association of, of 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 how they poach kids now they just flat out reach out to a a, a, a au coach or a junior coach or a high school coach or right to the parent and say mrs newsbaum <laughs> we're going to give your son six hundred thousand. what do you think of them apples let me sit down and chat with him yep that sounds yep. about right uh, good luck to Grant. Uh, be good. Hey, quickly on the golf because you got a big show coming up this weekend, Jeff. You know Tom Hoagie. You know Tom. Tom, the money's there. He's made some nice dollars, and and I know that. And and obviously, when you place third in one of the biggest money PGA events, uh, the financial aspect, you know, Tom's doing it. But you know, you and your buddy uh, Tom, you know, Tom wants to be playing good golf. And I, I noticed that, you know, even this this last uh, event he was in, uh, maybe start out well, he was he was shooting under par, and then maybe gave back. And every course is different, Jeff. So Tom's season this year, you could see, a, you know, maybe a surge and then a, then, a, then a give back. Maybe just makes the cut, you know. So he's making cuts, and that's nice to bring in twenty grand over a weekend mm-hmm. or 37000 But uh, where are we with Tom right now? Well, you know, the hope early in the year was he'd be playing at a level where he could be considered for the Ryder Cup team. I don't think that's really a realistic at this point. Right. He could get hot again, and that's what it's all about. There's just very few players that can stay consistent at that game. You got Scheffler, who's consistently there. John Rahm, although he was, what, 10 over there for a while or something at the PGA right. and fell off. But there's just very few players who can maintain a certain level of play over the course of an entire year. And the hope simply for Tom is is to get back on that hot streak that he's seen before, but he's seen it before. So there's got to be a level of confidence that he could tap into and say, you know, I played at this level, I can get back to it. And it's really, I mean, obviously, as we know in golf and at that level, it's just something so minute, something so small. I, I was, uh, I got, I was, I love, and maybe this is because of Amy's success and and some of our local golfers. I was on a last road trip with the Red Hawks and. I uh, I think it was the uh, the NCAA uh, the Division One women's going on. And obviously, Stanford's pumping out you know golfers left and right. Now the girl's name she's now back to back medalist, only a sophomore. Uh, you know I'm I'm really intrigued by this. But that match play she you know it gave back and so on and so forth. And I thought, man, alive golf is uh, golf. Is, you've got to sh- you you can't just be joining a golf team and expect. I mean, golf has gotten to be <laughs> really. Good. I mean, there's some players out there. Really competitive. Insanely competitive, right? Well, look at the Dakotas tour, you know, with the with the uh, Bobcat Open at the end of August at the Fargo Country Club. Look how many players are there. Yeah. You got 100 players at that tour who are just hoping to 
get a earn enough for a sandwich. I mean, <laughs> going up, I was in awe. Like, you know? We had a guy at Wilson, Don McMaster would uh, would win this, or you know, we look at Polax and all that. Going, wow, that's just impressive. Now it just case in point. I know coming up this weekend, you can tease your show. But when I that six years I lived in Bismarck, I would take uh, my daughters to the the bubble there in Bismarck, and that's when they thought they you know they wanted to be in softball. So we hired a pitching coach, you know, kind of thing, and they worked with the girls and mm-hmm. they pitch a cop. But at the same bubble is the is the golf range. You can hit golfs. And my my buddy the the Herbals, <laughs> from there's a name. There. Yep. And so they were there with this young little little girl back then. And just she couldn't have been higher than a pencil, you know, just a little, and she's out hitting. Well, now that those those kids are now like juniors and seniors, <laughs> Jeff, and they're vying for like metal, you know, Miss Golfs and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, Chris Geis is the director of golf for the Dakota Junior Golf Association. They've taken it to another level in the last couple of years, yeah. especially Chris has, and so he's going to join us. And, and and they've really funded it well too. They, they have gaming. I mean, they're funding junior golf that's across fantastic. the state in North Dakota. And well, that's, yeah, yeah, they they did it. And by the way, when when COVID put a you know a handcuff on on many events, yeah, and rightfully so or whatever way so whatever way you looked at that, and we were just trying to. We all remember how miserable those yep. years were a couple of years ago. You know, golf was one of the the sports that that kind of and plus it was outdoors. You know, golf kind of took the lead on right, Jeff. They, in they COVID, yeah. The, the open, I forget what it was called. I remember driving out to Bismarck and taking it in. And the Emily St. Aubins and all these, uh, you know, kids and the boys. And so golf really has 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 been picking up traction. And it's, steam, it's, 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 it's a rebirth. Yeah. It's a rebirth in, in the game. And who would have thought that COVID would have sparked that? How about that? Because in the 90s, it was cooking, right? And you had Tiger. You, had, you were building courses. You yes. had great membership. And then just a steady decline over a couple decades. And all of a sudden, boom, it's just booming again. And nobody really foresaw it. Now they're starting to build courses again. And the golf architects are employed again. And so <laughs> renovations are happening. I mean, it's good news out there. And, and Koi, and Koi Popacek is, is hitting 454-yard holes, holes in one. I mean, Time out. Yeah. Okay, we'll let you go on this. So I saw this. This was <laughs> – really? Yeah. How, how do you do that? Well, uh, you have a 30-mile-an-hour wind behind you, for okay. one thing. You can be able to – Hit the tar out of the ball. That really helps. So those and you're two, a good player. And the rest is... And a little luck. I mean, three for three. That's that, insane. All right. The hole in that one is a, is a... That's just... You'll never see that again. That, that and was it John Rahm maybe that, that skipped a ball off a... The pond, the the water, had, and then rolled onto the green and went. Remember that? Yeah, shot? I remember that. Yeah. Okay, it's it's right. on that it's level. Jeff, uh, what do we got Saturday? You mentioned Chris, Chris guys. Yep. And then uh, it's gonna be cool. We have the Morehead High head coach boys, uh, Brady Robertson, is gonna join us, and one of his uh, good players, Joe Carton, is gonna join us. So we're gonna do in studio thing. That'll be a lot of fun. Joe is uh, on the watch list for Mr. Golf in, in Minnesota. Excellent. Uh, good talk, son. Rusty. <laughs> we'll see you Saturday, Jeff. We'll see you in the we'll see you in the station wagon. Jeff Colpack, uh, our, our like our little Colpack mailbag right there. But he had mentioned we got a lot in there on that a little talk on Grant, uh, the two wrestlers that uh, we started uh, talking about, Derek in in, in, the, in the portal, and then of course the I don't know, stop a little bit of the resurgence of golf. It's been there, but but he's right. It has really. Uh, it was really taking an upswing, and it's good to see that. We, and there was some talent. And the, yeah, the junior oh, golf level, I think oh. we've seen that, um, and and statewide, and uh, in, in in Minnesota as well. I mean, that's just 
We'd pr- that's 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 the grassroots. That's for, how you get it going. For the lack of, of of singling out all the great golfers, but I mean, Kindred's got a superb, Avery Bartels. Yeah. Oh my goodness, superb program. There's a, there's good stuff. So good stuff from uh, Jeff's golf bag uh, today on the program tomorrow. Uh, Justin Guard, we'll get uh, hopefully connect with JG. Donnie Schatz uh, tomorrow back in the uh, area uh, racing. Uh, Donnie is Donnie's going to go down single handedly as one of the most popular athletes that that the state has produced. I mean, he's a what ten time I think uh, the champion. Yep. So uh, Donnie will join us uh, coming up tomorrow on the program. Tomorrow's Thursday. Feels odd because Monday was Monday Memorial Day and today is Wednesday. Tomorrow feels like it should be Friday. Derek yeah, is that doing well. And, and today's kind of my Friday because I work here again Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Sunday, and I'm not here Tuesday and Friday. So there you go. You think how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it, Derek? I have no earthly. I feel like a retired person the wrong way, though. I'm not. <laughs> uh, uh, twins I'm trying to from it. get that rubber game. Hopey Louie Varlin got his stuff going tonight against Houston. That'll be heard on KFGO Radio. And tonight, the Redhawks uh, trying to even up that series with Sioux Falls. The great Davis Feldman. Without his great uncle, uh, was responsible for uh, why players today wear helmets. A little intriguing information on that. Uh, tune in, 643 702 first pitch on the fans. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next. Thank you to Brett Peterson, head coach of West Fargo, joining us today, and Jeff Kolpak, host of the golf show on the fan, also stopping by. We'll do it again coming up tomorrow. Common Man next on 740 The Fan, KNFL.